It's time for another sports and media podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Welcome. This is show number 70, Joseph. Seven. You know, I, I was mentioning to my uh, my family about this podcast that no one yep. ever listens to at home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, lots of other people do, but not my family. And... Um, I told my wife, I said, we were sitting there. I, I said, you, I said oh, is it not working? Daddy, you're just, you're not kind working. of a little low. A little okay, low. A little there low. you go. I'm feeling a little low today. And I said, you know, it's Jeff and I, we're getting ready to do our 70th podcast. And my <laughs> wife goes, there's no way you've done 70 of those. Yeah, we've done 70. I Isn't said, that awesome? Yes. Because I think she's listened to two of them. There you go. Well, and the good thing about this podcast, number 70, at the end of it, we're going to recap The Walking Dead, which restarted on Sunday night. So yes, there we you, are. There yes, you go. we are. Well, uh, the Olympics are over. Uh, the reviews were that NBC did a really good job. The ratings were so so. But I just don't think it really caught the imagination of uh, America, it didn't seem like this time. Well, I was doing some research before the show, trying to find out some stats on it, and it's the lowest uprated Olympics ever, and the last three or four worst ones, pretty much since 2006, the numbers have been tumbling. People aren't watching. Of course, that's true. As we know, that's true for all sports. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting to note that I did not know this until this morning, that most of the places where it does well is, on, is west of the Mississippi. Yeah, I saw something. I think I must saw that same Salt article. Salt Lake City's number one, Denver, Seattle, San Diego. I mean, San Diego for winter Olympics. That's weird, but Denver and the other ones make sense. Not though. a single one. Milwaukee's the close. Well, I guess Milwaukee is on the east coast, of the, but, but it's not an east coast place. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's, there's more mountains out there and people are snowboarding. And I, I mean, I get Denver and I get Salt Lake City and maybe even... Well, maybe Portland, San Diego because but that's LA. Kind of, well, that's where some of that, you know, the, well, a little bit of the, you know, the the snowboarding kind of a lot of that stuff started in the mountains out there. Man, I'm thinking that it kind of goes along with some of the skateboard stuff. That's the only I can guess. I don't know. I, have I didn't get into it at all, so I'm I'm a bit I'm my own worst enemy on this one. So I didn't watch them. I didn't. They averaged a 10-1 rating and 17.8 million viewers on NBC, which was down 17 percent from the last one. But a 10-1 rating though is pretty good for any sports. I yeah. Mean, uh, that that was really the ratings they would get for the majors when Tiger was playing. I mean, then, but although it's a scant amount compared yeah. to the NFL playoffs. There you go. So that's our Olympic review. Now the big story <laughs> that's when it came out since uh, really the the night of our last show, the big Yahoo basketball report where all the major schools were uh, yes. allegedly you know maybe doing something from a minor to a major level violation of NCAA rules. And uh, since then, that's kind of been the talk of the sports world, this Yahoo uh, report, at, right in front, of course, the uh, NCAA uh, you know, tournament that's going to start here in just a couple of weeks with March Madness. So the timing was, however you want to look at it, <laughs> perfect in a way and not perfect in other ways. So your thoughts on this Yahoo report and kind of what's transpired this past week? Well, I, mean, I talked to somebody, I talked to two people who are heavily engaged in college athletics, one of whom said that, College basketball is by far the most crooked sport out there, and I, I think I think this person meant of any sport, whether yeah. it's pro or whatever. I mean, but um, I was I was I was really shocked to hear that because I knew there was some bad things. But and then of course the report was somewhat shocking, you know, initially not anymore. But um, the other thing I was told is they knew about the NCAA. There are some people who believe the NCAA has known about this for some time and they would have never they could have done like the NFL does its due diligence for players and what have you but they knew that it was it's their cash cow that's yeah. where they make most of their money because they don't get money from the college football playoff it's almost like they let the FBI do a little bit of their own job and we'll just kind of see how this plays out and if the NCAA is going to you know 
what's going to come about. I don't. I, if the NCAA doesn't seem real anxious to get that involved, other than when a they kind of cleared some players immediately so they could play last week, which was really weird. How you know it takes forever to get happen, and all of a sudden, oh, you just yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and play, and so. It's just a really weird situation. The only thing that I think is going to keep it in the news is that it's, it's the Dukes, it's Kentucky, it's It's, it's the premier Arizona, programs in the country. As, they, as Billis refers to them, the Blue Bloods. I, I can't stand that. But it is, you know. It, uh, it, the blue, maybe the Blue Demons? Yeah. No. Well, the, blue, the, the cream to the cream of basketball was on there. Kansas, North Carolina State, yes, North Carolina. All of them. Uh, Arizona will probably hit the biggest with the, the alleged wiretapping of the $100,000. But there's even a little bit of controversy about that and whether or not. And it took him several days to decide not to let. Sean was Sean Miller, right? Yeah, Sean they, Miller couldn't coach, yeah. but the player could. Which that's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, the yeah. maybe the player. I don't know. It, I think this is going to crush college basketball. If this is the beginning of the end of college basketball as we know it. I don't think college basketball goes away. It's just no, gonna, it's going to no, no, three years from now uh, on show five hundred. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about college basketball in a, in a completely different realm, I believe. Well, and, and maybe it is. You know, think about think about college football and college basketball. I don't know how you feel about this. College football. When I'm watching, I want to watch the premier programs who have been out there. Although, if a team like UCF, the national yeah. champions from this past year, <laughs> uh, gets in there, who doesn't want to watch something oh, like I agree. that? Yeah. For the NCAA tournament, I could care less if I'm watching, you know, Duquesne and uh, uh, Robert Morris playing there because it's exciting to see who's going to win. And plus, everybody has their brackets. And I think we're it's it's more of a user friendly tournament. Yeah. What do you and, think? Oh, I agree 100. percent And you you love it when when Bucknell beats Kansas. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You love it when you know Butler or uh, George Bush has George Mason or George, yeah George, George Mason, Mason gets to the yeah. Final Four. You, you love those stories. That's that just it's so much fun, uh, you know. And so yeah, I agree. And then, but it, but you know when it comes to the College Football Final Four, you're going to get the four cream to the cream, and then UCF is just right there on the edge. And, and so that was a fun season. They are really two different types of sports. And but I think the sport the NCAA tournament is exactly what you said. It's so much fun to watch the upsets, even if it kills your bracket when you see a team you really don't like or a coach you really don't like lose. You're like ah, who cares? You know, Kentucky's out, and it's all good in the world again. Well, maybe uh, the college basketball, March Madness is the, is democratic, and the college football is the oligarchy, you know, <laughs> running it. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just, there's nothing better than March Madness, I think. Yep. Uh, Illinois will not be in it, but Eastern Illinois, as of this day. <laughs> they won't of, even be in the NIT. They are, they are still alive, so go Panthers tonight. Hey, by the way, I'll need your money for the uh, basketball bracket we'll be doing afterwards. It's, all right. uh, <laughs> I'll give you all I have in my pocket right now. <laughs> hey, we do need to give a kudos out to ESPN basketball analyst Doris Burke, the first woman ever to receive the Kurt Gowdy Media Award. Mm-hmm. And as we've been talking about with the a lot of the women in sportscasting making gigantic strides the last, you know, really three to four years, uh, Doris Burke's first one win the Kurt Gowdy. So, and I, and I remember growing up listening to Kurt Gowdy. Who listening probably knows Kurt Gowdy. Yeah. There's got to be somebody. The name recognition, but so I thought that was pretty cool for Doris, and I, I like the work she does, so I want to give her a little shout out today. As another announcer problem that ESPN is having, not a problem, but an issue is they don't know what they're going to do with Monday Night Football, and here we are in March 1st when this is being recorded, and you want, well, who cares? But dude, those guys have to prepare. This is not, you don't you, you just don't get the job the Friday before. The new names being bandied about, what do you think about this Joe Tessitore on play-by-play. Joe Tessitore. How and do I, I mean? He's, he does NCAA basketball and NCAA football. Okay, I'd have to really listen. Good to voice. Okay. Uh, one of those really dynamic, thick announcer type Whoa, voices. Good. I can't uh, fake it. Okay, and they, with, when they're still trying to talk Peyton Manning to pair with him, so Sean McDonough may be out, but they don't know because they won't say. So. Who would have ever thought that you'd have trouble filling announcers for Monday Night Football? Uh, you know that used to be the one everybody wanted to get to. 
the best. I still love the Cosell years. I mean, there's yep. still no doubt because they had some characters in there yep. who also knew the game. Yep. And then you had, of course, you know, Frank Gifford trying to keep them all sane. <laughs> so give, I, I, really, I like to have three people in the booth always. They haven't even brought that up, but I agree. I think they, they haven't listened to us, Joe. They're not listening God. to the cast. Yeah. Darn it! Come on, ESPN. Uh, the other thing I don't know if you uh, saw this, which I, I I'm a I'm a user of this. Directv raised the prices again for Sunday ticket, but it wasn't like, hey, we're just going to raise it twenty bucks. So that's more money I'm not going to spend. Yes, but they went from like the two hundred plus range to like late over, like in the mid three hundreds. So it was a substantial increase, and there are some people that are really mad because you're not getting anything more. There's only so many games. Are, are they thinking that there's fewer people interested, so you might as well get the ones who are hyper interested and spend more? That must be their thought. Do you buy it? I buy it, but I tell you what, my <laughs> wife pays that bill. When she sees it, I might. this might be it. <laughs> yeah, you may have to pay that bill on the side. <laughs> yeah, there you go. you got to win the basketball bracket this year and <laughs> I, pay for it. I have to. You know, I just, I just this morning, bought the MLB tel- TV. I, I saw your post on that. So. I am so excited for that. You can either spend um, $89, I think, or $85 if you want your team. Or it's 115 for the whole year. It's like 26 bucks extra, or whatever it was. That's not bad. For it, and I, I for the first year ever, I got just one team. Because I really, yeah, oh, well, Yankees. Uh, no, Seattle Mariners. <laughs> uh, I, I got the, but I'm curious to see if I really am going to get all the games because it says all out of market games. But of course, I'm out of market for all of them. I think the way it's historically been is that I don't get the games when they're playing the Cubs and the Cardinals, but I don't get them anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I can also get those locally, but. And Fox Sports 1 and Fox have almost all Yankee games, so you'll, you'll get to see the Yankee games on there. Right, so if I, I have all that. But, I mean, I just there's so many games in baseball, and that's why it's so tribal or so regional, as, you, as we know, yep. that you don't have time to watch all these others. Where in NFL, you, you do sometimes. Yeah, it's destination viewing. But I'm really time. excited. But I'm not going to spend a penny on the NFL once. So, I just don't care enough. I get it. I, yeah, and I tell you what. That, and, well, I mean, if you do care, you care is it worth the money uh, if you care? But there's a is point where you stop. It, I don't know at this level because it's went from like I remember it was like 129 when it first came out, then was 189, it? then now it's like 229, then mid 250s. Now it's going to upper 300. It's like, well, yeah, that's that gets into some serious cash when you. And that's every single game. You get every single you game. Want it yeah. On as many devices at the same time. Yeah. There you go. Uh, ESPN is also looking maybe at th- getting back into the hockey world. Uh, the NHL contracts up, up 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 after a year and a half. So you know, and they, it's funny ESPN built NHL, then they just threw them to the side, and now as NHL is kind of making some inroads on NBC and stuff, they're kind of tinkering with ideas about the, uh, you know, getting back into the NHL uh, market. We'll see how that goes over the next uh, year and a half as well. Although the NHL is still getting some amazingly bad ratings. Yeah, there it's playoff. It's it's a playoff league. I mean, you get it's the, a it's a really hyper focused. Yeah audience because yep. I think I read that the um, the Olympic final which I didn't watch um, it was about half the audience even of like a, I think they said a Preds Blues game or something like that which is like a 1.3 or something <laughs> yeah. like that and, which 1.3 for hockey but I mean those are hardcore fans and they can't get anything anywhere else and that's why they love if you broadcast it man they love you there you go but I don't know that you're going to I don't know. The model, what do you think in 20 years? I, there's not going to be any ESPN because there's going to be so much, there's so much, there's so many different sports. There's so many different outlets for these and, sports. And so and, many outlets for it. Exactly. I mean, you don't just go to, like you mentioned, Kurt Gowdy, where you got all the highlights on a Saturday and he did, didn't he do American Sportsman? Yeah, American Sportsman. There's a sportsman yeah. on top of Always that. Worth, yeah. Yeah, he's out there doing it. I mean, that stuff, you're going to have the hockey show, you're going to have the soccer show, you're going to have all the other different ones. There you go. What's on your list today, Mr. Joe? Uh, I, I always find it interesting when when players whine. Uh, well, maybe that's not it. But 
Uh, they have the, the Players' Tribune, which has been out for a while. Derek yeah. Jeter started, yeah. um, I guess, as a venue. To Baker Mayfield explain. did it today, I believe, yeah. Oh, really? You, yeah. you follow it? I saw it on Twitter, yeah, oh, the feed. Okay. Um, every time I go on there, I just have so disinterest because the New York Times that wrote a piece on it last week, and they have a new CEO, and they're trying to really jumpstart it, and the CEO is saying the only place you're going to get a legitimate story about what the athletes are doing is on this on this website. And I just thought that's so much BS because do you go to the Democratic uh, convention, uh, Democratic website to find out what's truly going in the Democrats? Are you, pe- when people tell their stories, as we know, they're filtered. And they're, I don't <laughs> care what the athlete's saying, he's trying to sell his angle. The so spin zone is on. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. So I have very little interest in it. I mean, I'll read it once in a while, and sometimes you'll hear some story that hasn't been reported elsewhere about someone facing yeah. uh, some uh, mental challenges or physical challenges you didn't know. But by and large, I, I, I don't want someone telling me their story directly. Do you? I don't, no, it doesn't do much for me. I think there's a place. I, I, it has a place in the sports world, but it's not going to be one that's going to be out in the hierarchy. And a lot of the times, the athletes that are in there are the athletes that people don't want to hear from. Yeah, you know, right. And yeah. there's a lot of those, you know. Like and, that. and also, the CEO was saying that <laughs> this is the whining part. Athletes always feel like they can't tell their story, and there's a they get to tell their story every day. Uh, if you're an they athlete, the, you're making millions of dollars. Plus, you get endorsements. Fans love you. You're treated like royalty everywhere. What the hell's the problem? And you have the ability to tell your story anywhere you want because there's thousands of outlets that will gladly accept your interview or you in live in the studio or you live on the phone talking. So that, yeah, that's just, that's just, and most, it's ju- just a whining spin zone is what it is. You call it the best. It is the whining spin zone. But most journalists are not doing hack jobs on them. That's what I don't get is that you're not seeing. I even went and I said, oh, let me go check some websites, Barstool and Deadspin, who have some interesting stories, see if they had any hack jobs. It was a struggle to find anything there. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Um, I thought about this too. Well, is there one rule in the world of sports that you'd like to change? Is there, is there, is that, you know, I, I know that because uh, the NFL is thinking about tinkering with some rule changes, and I thought that sparked some interest. And even maybe our, face, replay. Fa- you know, our, our Facebook w- uh, watchers out there, if you want to post something, so what would you change uh, about I, I have, replay? I have come to loathe instant replay. Because In general, you want it gone, or do you gone. want it? Gone. Every sport. It's, uh, I don't want to, like you mentioned all the time, watch it, look for the flag, and then and sometimes that thing is let's look it's a replay. And then you're going, that's clearly a catcher. You're not sure. And it's like, but you can't overturn what's on the field. And when they do, it's, it annoys me even when I don't even care about who's winning. Yep. I, it it well, wastes time, and I don't think they do it well. There you go. And the NFL came out this week and said that Des Bryant's catch was a catch now, three years later. Against the Lions yeah. a couple years ago? Or in the playoff game. Yeah. 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 So It's like, really? You, it just makes your Why your, even bring it you're up? You're angering your fan base. What? What? Haunting the fans. Stevie wants to bring back the push-out rule. The push-out rule? I think where you know right now you catch the ball and you're pushed out. It's it's you're you're it's oh so if you're inbounds and you get pushed out, you think you should be able to retain that reception? I assume that's what he means. Yes. Okay, you're wrong. Um, But anyway, (laughs) that's our Steven. (laughs) I the other rule I I I really want to change. This is not really a rule. It's more. I guess it is a rule. They need to reduce the number of timeouts in college basketball. And the only reason I say this, I do some PA announcing for Lakeland College, and I watch some college basketball now that it's getting really the good time of year. College basketball is such a stop and start time uh, sport. At the end of the game, it's forever. Uh, it's just frustrating. I don't. These guys are around each other like six, seven months a year. Do you need forty-seven timeouts a game plus media timeouts, plus injury timeouts, foul out timeouts, all this stuff? They've got to reduce that. They don't need them. Yeah, oh, I, agree. I know it's about TV money and all that, but it's just too much. Yeah, I don't. 
There you go. I, I, I'd like to see the unfiltered game, but I also understand you have to pay for commercials. And I, to like a that. point, but right now it is so much. Even in junior college basketball, each team gets like five timeouts a game or a half or whatever it is. All right? Because we know there's a large audience for college. And then they now they add another media timeout. For junior college yes. basketball? Yeah. Who's, there's yeah. barely any media covering That's what I don't get. So, yeah, Aside from Justin Rust yeah. and a few others, who's I mean, covering college basketball? It's crazy. The amount of timeouts in college basketball. So, yeah. So, that, that's my uh, rule I want change this week. So. You know, and that's – I, I don't understand the logic because down in Orlando or any big market, the schools are probably calling in. They the were score. calling us. Can you please put the score in? <laughs> I don't know. How many timeouts did you have? No, I mean, you just don't care about that. There you go. All right. Let's get to the fun part, unless you have something else you want to talk about. Um, no, I just, I mean, just sort of as an aside, I, I find it interesting how many athletes have been coming out talking about the shooting down at Marjorie Stone and Douglas and uh, Parkland. You had Robert Luanga, who was down in uh, Sunrise. His speech was unbelievable. It was, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, and it was really wonderful in the sense that he wasn't, Everything's politic, but he didn't make it overtly politic. He said, I'm behind them. Here's what's going on. He lives in Parkland, Sunrise, where, you know, the Florida yeah. Panthers plays, probably about a 30-minute drive from there. Um, he did that, and I thought what, and another one down there is that kid who was buried in Dwayne Wade's Dwayne, leg, yeah. And the things he had to say were really good. I mean, the only thing that I guess that was somewhat overtly political is when he said, uh, we're not going to shut up and dribble like that yeah. stupid talk show host said. Yeah. That but, but, but they've really been coming out and saying some wonderful things. If you haven't watched the Luanga speech, it's, it's online. Yeah, it's, just, it, you get the video. It's, be it's a beautiful yeah, And it's talk. not real long. It's just a couple of minutes. Yeah. It's very poignant. And he says some things. And I, he goes, and I liked when he said, I, and I plan on staying, to, I, I plan on keeping the main, you know, maintaining living here or something like that. For the rest of my life. Yeah. And, and it was really good. And I didn't, I don't know Robert Luongo from anything other than a little bit of name recognition. An from amazing hockey, hockey player. There yeah. you go. Absolutely, but but apparently an amazing, you amazing know, person. person. Great, yeah, great. Uh, and and Dwayne Wade, you know, I think he's one of those likable athletes. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So and, and I think he's really happy that he's back. He was in really touched. I mean, yeah, that really yeah. hit him hard. There you go. What well, can you imagine that when you find out that somebody's gonna be buried in your he, jersey? This kid loved you so much. Yeah. He wants to be buried in it. Right? Yeah, that's woo. That'll bring it. That doesn't bring a tear to your eye or your, your hair stand up the back of your neck, then you're not, uh, I don't know what you are. You're not a person, I guess. Right. So, speaking of non persons, <laughs> that was a great segue by me. Wasn't that it? was probably the best one I've ever heard. Segue to awesome. the Walking awesome. Dead uh, second half of this season. Uh, was was last Sunday night. Uh, the show was basically about Carl. Uh, and I'm going to let you go did, first. Did something happen to Carl? <laughs> I guess everybody knows that Carl is no more, but uh, I, I go first. Tell me your thoughts. I was I was worried the first five six minutes of the show is going to be one of those artsy shows, which I I just hate, and, and I think you do too. And I'm like, oh, okay, you have these artsy just going back and forward and everything. And I said, I don't want that. Just give me the <laughs> damn story. And I, I, I wanted to turn it off, but I just I, I can't. I'm compelled to watch it. I, what did you think about the opening, the first five, six I minutes? I was a little nervous because I didn't know where it was going. I, I agree. But then it caught me. I, I got into it. Where now did my, it catch you? It caught me probably about after the first commercial because my son Derek goes, Dad, I, <laughs> I know. Isn't that sad? It caught you yeah. after well, the first the, the, commercial. During that commercial, he goes, Dad, I don't know if I like this. And I thought, I think they're doing it right. I think that it's going to be about Carl, and, and let's just let it play out. And then all of a sudden, I think the next commercial, Derek was like, you know what? You're right, Dad. This this is a pretty good one. And, and, and the way they did it, and it reminded me, and I'm going to this. I want to date myself for a little bit. Everybody, a few of them got to go back and say goodbye to Carl. It reminded me of like how some TV shows and famous TV shows have ended their runs. NYPD Blue, when they all went in and talked to Sipowitz, they all got to kind of say something. And I thought that was really good how they did it. And then when uh, when Daryl comes in and takes the baby and kind of just gives Carl that look, and Carl gives that little smile back. Didn't even say anything. Just and, and Daryl goes, "We're here. These people are here because of you." 
I mean, that's another hair standing up on your arm line. And Carl looks back, and then they, they know that's the last time they're going to see each other. And Daryl's just so cool. He just takes off with the baby down the tunnel, and, you know, then the next person comes up and gets to I mean, say What goodbye. else can you really say? Yeah, except, was, except crying and blubbering, and that's what we do in real life. Yeah. We do. So we do those things. I thought it was good. And then, you know, then we'd go back to a little action so people wouldn't get mad. Now, what's funny is I, I was watching a couple of my friends on Facebook, and we're, we're, we're like, come on, Carl, just die already. This is dumb. <laughs> I'm like, did you guys see the previews? They <laughs> And all the interviews with everybody from The Walking Dead, they said this was about Carl. It's going to be a 58-minute show about Carl or whatever it was. Well, he's the main character, yeah. and in the graphic novels, he's the only one who, well, not the only one, but he lives through yeah. them all. So it, that's what it was, and I thought I thought the actor who plays Carlin, his name is uh, Chandler Riggs. Chandler Riggs, I, he was did good. He was on the Talking Dead afterwards, and uh, and and he, I think they did it right. I mean, I I think Chandler Riggs being on the Talking Dead was it was tough because I think he would, didn't really want to leave the show, and there was a lot of animosity between his family and the, and the Walking Dead. Why writers. did he uh, leave? Was that his choice to go? Do no, something it was not else? his choice. He didn't want to leave. Remember, they had signed him to a new contract. See, I was wondering because uh, his dad went on social media and was just just blasted the Walking Dead for taking his son off. I don't get it because yeah. um, I'm. As you pair away these original characters, I care less. It's tougher because you you saw no, you saw very little of you know Daryl. You know you saw Michonne and Rick because they were there with Carl, but there was a lot of the, the sub actors or what do you want to call them the next level. They weren't there at all. Yeah, I care mostly about the originals, and I, it just didn't make any sense to get rid of Carl. I still don't understand why they, except for these, maybe they're trying to say oh, we're going to change it up from the graphic. It's a very popular graphic novel, and the show's yeah. been popular. I don't understand why the hell you get rid of Carl. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see. I didn't see it was artistic. I didn't see it was special. Well, the way he, I didn't think it was cool. It was nothing. And the way he died with a gun in his hand, where he could have shot the walker, was it made a lot of people online mad because it's like, wait a second, you end up shooting him anyway, and after he bit you, why wouldn't you have just shot him? You know, was he trying to die then? Was he well, just seeing if he could fight him off at the time? And you know, they always like to save well, their bullets. That's their big thing. They always I want, and, know, but, but still, man, if you got two walkers on top. Of you. I'm sorry. You got you, you got to take care of them. So. I would I would fire off all my. So that, that's the time where you. But wanna... o- overall, I like the episode though. I mean, even though you don't like what happened, obviously you want Carl to stay on the show, and he's not. But the episode I thought was well done. It was one of the best ones I think in the last batch. I can see that, but I was fed up with it. You were like a lot of the people. I'm I, actually... I, I, I couldn't even, I didn't even watch The Talking Dead afterward. I just didn't give a damn what they were saying. I just I thought, this was just stupid. Like Now, if you get rid of a character, even a big one, and, and, it, and it works, I get it. Like, even the well, first show with Negan, remember we had to kill someone? I got that. That was really trying to show that, although I think they went above and beyond going getting near the two. Yeah. Uh, but I just didn't see a purpose for this. But the, here's what people think is the purpose. And maybe I can sell you on this. And I don't, I'm don't. i not bought into this All either. All right, go but on. What people think the nope. purpose of Carl Dying is this. His speech to Rick that there can be a better way is going to change how Rick focuses. And the quote-unquote kicker, or whatever you want to call it, the, the Easter egg inside the story, was Negan... Being in, you know, being part of the group in the dream sequence, and that was the kicker that that he's not going to kill Negan in the end because he said because Carl said, "Please promise me there's a better way," and that Rick is going to uh, fulfill that promise in the future and allow Negan to survive. No, I get that. I saw that. I I, I agree with that. I, I I think that's what they are doing. I just think it's stupid. <laughs> I just <laughs> I did not convince Joe that, that it was a good thing. No, because that's our, I, no, that's because the, I thought one of the I thought the best relationship, the most intriguing relationship the entire show has right now is the one between him and Negan. 
I thought that's when he was up on the top there and he was coming in and, and, and Negan wanted to have the wrath of God, you know, or, yeah. or, or Satan or pick or whatever, come down upon on the village there. And he goes up there and talks and he starts going, dude, you really, I mean, he's pretty much, he, I think he sort of thinks of him as a son. I really do think that. It's kind of a weird thing. And I think in some ways, Carl understood Negan in a way no one else in his group did. There's a lot of people that are saying that perfectly, that he was the only one that Maybe understands the it. only one. And he, he also understood his dad like like no one else And did. he may have convinced Michonne that Negan, how Negan was, and that was the other thing that people were talking about. So yeah, there's, you know, it's funny. Ah. It's, the best thing to do is go read what people's thoughts are because you've kind of, you know, when they have the comments on some of the stories that people are writing about it, because the fans are the ones who are trying to figure things out. The, where the writers kind of recap the stuff, but, right. the, but the fans are like trying to say, okay, you know, what about this? And so, interesting. Um, My favorite scenes over the last couple, since Negan's been on there, have always been between Carl and Negan. There you go. It's just, it's, it's just compelling because you're thinking... It makes you reconsider, is Negan really the bad guy in, uh, completely? Or did he really create something where people butchering each other, and did he create a situation the best he thought could do it, and he didn't know any other way to do it, the reason- and suddenly that whole group of people is keeping people alive? Maybe a little bit stronger willed. I mean, I'm not I think that people thought that. that, but I think the, the other scene in this show that... that Made people think was Ezekiel talking to the to the to one of Negan's people. And the guy he, with the long hair who yeah, regularly worked with him. Yeah. and said, I really liked you. I'm really pissed off. Yeah, about and that. I think that the, the looks that the guy got that you you know he I think he knew Ezekiel was correct, but he couldn't go back against Negan. So I right. think that was the sure. other little Easter egg in the show that people said, "Man," and that's how the whole that Walking Dead is. They've kind of made you think either way. Uh, you know what's good and what's bad, and so it it, it really it shuffled around. I, that's why I thought it was such a good episode. It really did make you think. I mean, why did they have to kill Carl? But was Carl's speech good? Negan was maybe going to be a good guy in the end, but Ezekiel, you know, the guy who I can't think of his name, who ended up dying in the episode, the guy who Ezekiel was talking to. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, he was he was the main. Did he really? Did he have the a two. moment of there of like you know? You know, epiphany that he said, "Yeah, maybe I should. I should just let you go and go the other way. I can do that." I always got a sense, though, of that character. I, I wish I could remember his name. I always got a sense when they were negotiating that he got it. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to be an a-hole, yeah. you know, to you guys if you don't do this because that's yeah. what I happen to do. <laughs> I don't want to do it. So please, let's just settle this." Because he would even get on his own guys there. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, he couldn't extract himself from yeah, that. Yeah, he couldn't do it. But what I was saying is, I don't think that they're better people. I just think that. The, well, they, they I, want, I just think that they throw that in there, though. They do throw it in there to oh, make no, you think absolutely. that. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. I just, th- I just think that maybe Neg- maybe Negan was trying to create something good, and Carl's the only one who saw it. And but still, I mean, you, you they're you know, yeah, I don't see they're being, being have, reconciling, especially after the previews for next week. Yeah. As a sports and media podcast, you know we're focusing a lot on The Walking Dead. I did not get to check the ratings though. I did not hear out. Have you? Did oh, you say I didn't check. I've read all about it. It's been busy this I, week. I agree with you though. I think it was one of the better shows over the last couple of years. Oh, I think so. I don't know if that means anything. No, because well, there's still people that are mad at it and they don't like the direction. It's still going either way. But at least it gives you a little hope for this season. Right. And you know, because I I was like you. I was convinced that you know. I was talking to another one of our former hit mix online, Curtis Allen, and I'm like, oh, I Curtis. got you know, Curtis. Yeah. He is like, we well, yeah, I got 
so much invested, I got to stay with it. So but I was I like, am. but I was almost to the point where if this one's really bad, I'm going to give it one more <laughs> and then I'm gone. I have said that for about the last 20 episodes. My wife actually did stop. This is the first show she's really? said, I don't care. There you go. I just don't care anymore. But th- you brought up a scene that I that I do love. That one scene where where Ezekiel was talking to this guy. And the looks he's had was just like, because he didn't want to act. He was trying to make everybody yeah. happy and yeah. smooth things over. Because there's no need for that scene other than to, to throw that out there. That you know to, to keep that to keep all the different storylines out there. And I thought that was a neat scene. So I thought they were going to kill off Ezekiel, who's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he was too. close too. Uh, yeah. And who knows? Maybe next week they will. I mean, I don't, I don't know what. And they, by the way, Morgan, <laughs> he just turned the corner. He's a complete just whoo. Was he? Although I thought at the very end when that kid killed the guy with the, with the yeah. stick, I'm go. He was like. Whoa. I'm not sure if he was angry that it was his kill or if he was like, what did I teach this guy? I don't know if he's going to come back. I think that's when he starts leaving to go to across the country. Yeah, I, think maybe that, I think that's the beginning of end of That Morgan. would be a show I would follow. I would love to see his travels across go. the country. Wouldn't you? Call Scott Gimple and ask. That's what the show's about. <laughs> travels and learning new people, not hanging out in the well, same I'm damn sure place. Well, I'm sure that possibly, because they want to keep you, they want to keep Morgan in top of mind, they probably will do some cutaways to Morgan traveling that way, so... Well, we were way out of over time, so we got to get out of here. But uh, that's your walking. That was more fun. I always like it. We get that. We got new. Uh, yeah, new, I love new the walk. Yeah, even as much as I get angry about it, it's fun to talk about the Walking Dead. All right, everybody, have a great day. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe.